Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I am with my bro, my comrade, my comrade in arms. Oh my gosh, Jack! You're sounding like eighty percent of my relatives right now. Eighty percent on the other 80% side. Eighty percent of them. I'm here with my my good friend or my uh, my good friend Jack Berry, my father-in-law. Yeah, your father. Yeah, oh, and I've met your father-in-law. Yeah, that was scary. No, my scary. no, my other father-in-law, not that father-in-law that you met. Wait, not Nastia's? Uh, Nastia's biological father. Yes. Oh, okay. Ivan. Okay, I don't. Think I can I met say him. his name. So was he at the? Was he at the? Yeah. At the wedding, I almost said the funeral. I don't know why I said funeral. <laughs> For some the reason, of my I singleness. Just, <laughs> yes, your singleness died, son. It was tilt. It was tilt. Oh, Jack, how you doing, my man? Pretty well. It's good to see you. It's kind of a rainy, blah day. Hey, you know, I mean, it had it had its moments. Sunshine, yeah. then the rain. I was kind of like our relationship. <laughs> What? You know, what? Mostly good, but then there's some, you know, there's some there's some raindrops. Some raindrops. Normally they normally consist of when I have to drive all the way down here to Tacoma to record apps and you have to drive like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm not bitter. I know you're not bitter not because the, the place that we're at right now is like your happy place. Yeah. So I mean, you should you should be grateful. Oh, you should, oh, be, I should grateful. be grateful. Oh, I should be grateful. Should, I'm like Do you use I'm that like, argument with your wife. I'm like the. Uh, I'm <laughs> How like, does that work? You should be grateful, sweetheart. You know. To, yeah, because you know? I'm. You hey, married. You married up. Hey, by you the way, understand this. I cooked my wife dinner and I made her a sandwich. Okay, yeah, let's okay. go. Okay, <laughs> and I was just feeling myself when I did that. I'm like, I all am the, the best bros, all the husband right now are on like, the planet right now. Like, I'm pretty sure. It's unbiblical to make your wife a sandwich. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Like that's like you're, you know. I what, went Jack? full tilt, sacrificial Jesus on him. <laughs> oh I washed gosh. her feet in in sandwich making skills. So <laughs> just slather that Recognize. mayonnaise all Recognize. over in between the toes. <laughs> it's good for the skin. <laughs> it's good for the skin. Oh, Jack, that's disgusting. Okay, so I mean, what did you make for your wife's dinner? I uh, made chicken Lorraine. So I made her a home chef meal, which we've been doing the last couple of days, mainly because 
I'm sick and tired of going to the store and getting everything not pre-chopped. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like just Oh, so you want to do all the chopped stuff. I wanted I want to do like I want to do like all the pre-chopped. Give me just the pre-chopped ingredients. Oh, 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 you so want the pre-chopped. So I can make it a little bit oh, easier okay. versus like having to go through and like figure out the right measurements Man, and diameters I thought you were going like cuts. full Gordon Ramsay for your lady here. And it's more like you're going full like... I'm going 50% like, Gordon you're, Ramsay. You're going 50 cent. 50 cent for your wifey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening right now. <laughs> well, Chicken Lorraine's not bad. I bet you it was pretty good. Yeah, I tasted it. It was really good. We had, and surprisingly, I had Brussels sprouts with it as well, too. That's Brussels what they, sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Um, Brussels RC Sproul sprouts. Um, <laughs> RC sprouts. <laughs> um, That's what we call them down in the streets. I know, right? That's what we call them in the hood. <laughs> RC sprouts. <laughs> like, yo, what's wrong with you people? RC sprouts. More like, uh, yeah. More like. Oh, that was his rap name. <laughs> Oh gosh! If, if don't get going, us on that. He's angle. going full. Don't get us on that. Don't he's do going it, Josh. Full little man. Don't do full it, Josh. Aussie sprouts in the house. <laughs> oh, no, but I chicked her. I uh, cooked her chicken Lorraine and some Brussels sprouts with some lemon on there. Ooh, some almonds. Look at you. Some garlic salt up in that joint. Dude, yeah. you went full. You went. You went. You went full. Like full. Like. Uh, What's the what's that cookbook? It was that lady, like the the homestead Julia lady. Child. No, Julia not, Child. not Julia Child. <laughs> <laughs> although <laughs> although that works, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say no no no. It, it's like it's it's that lady. Oh, it's the country something. The, not Paula the, Dean. No, it's not Paula Dean. It's the she's like a she's like her cookbooks come out. Like my wife got one for her when we got married. She's got like got red hair. She's on like the homestead. Oh, um, it's uh, what's her cook? It's Isn't like it the homesteading chef or some, something? She's like, like, like out there in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming making yes, her kids yeah, like her, mac and her, cheese. Her. That's like yeah. super gourmet or something yeah. like that. Yes, it's like she's just spending some, just spending just three skin hours. This deer and you got venison in that too, and <laughs> it's like dear boom, God, mac and cheese. <laughs> It's like she's it's like the rest of us are doing craft and like taking the time to like make sure that the powder is evenly distributed and she's yeah. over here with like five different cheeses. Yeah. It's, it's like, like no. you know what? Your kids don't care. <laughs> and you live in Wyoming, so and it's you all live like in Wyoming. doubly don't care. You, they don't like your I guarantee you your kids if you put craft mac and cheese or some Velveeta mac and cheese in front of oh, them. Oh man, give that gum They would cheddar. be give that just as happy. Dude. Yeah. Dude, what what's with Velveeta? Why is it so good? Like, it's not even real food. Like, it's literally processed science. I don't That's know. all Velveeta is. I don't know. And it's delicious. That is true. It is. It is delicious. It is. Uh, yeah. It's that. It's that weird, like, like congealed affinity to yeah. like the the nacho cheese you get at yes. concession stands. Oh. Like at football games, yeah, where they like where like it, you know give it three minutes and it's like hard, yeah, and it's like jello, yeah. Basically, any major league sports game where you get that cheese at, yeah, that's or, good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so I made my wife meals and stuff like that, and so I feel like I did my duty. I feel like I was good today. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> you, you were good today. <laughs> I did my job. You are definitely not a uh, member of the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. But I don't even know what the patriarchy is these days. It seems like everybody and their brother has yeah. a different definition of it. So It's hard to describe that. It really sometimes. is. It's hard to describe. It's kind of 
Kind of like Calvinism. <laughs> like someone asks you, "Are you Calvinist?" The first thing out of my mouth. What? What do you mean by that? What do you think? What do you mean by that? Yeah. What is Calvinism to you? Because yeah. depending on your definition, maybe yes, maybe no. <laughs> I'm not sure. Very true. But Jack, something that uh, does not need definition, at least with you and me. Yeah, is the love that we have for the local church. That is true. We love the church. Yes, that's what this podcast is about, Jack. I don't know if you've noticed. I but have our, noticed. Our podcast has a slant to it, a little little angle, um, and it leans toward the local church. I would say that it's infatuated with yes. the local church, and that's a good thing. Yeah, um, absolutely, it is because. Crap will go down in the local church. Yeah. And you need people that. to basically say, okay, this is what we need to do. There's that. <laughs> this is what we don't need to do. I mean, not to say that we're like the gatekeepers of what we need to do in our local churches, but I think we're just more conversational. No, partners. no, that's definitely us. That's that's absolutely us. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. oh, to get canceled by five people today, folks. Yep. Well, bye. There, there goes our subscriber base. Gone. <laughs> absolutely ripped to shreds. Um, so I think it's it's really easy to be all about the local church and to express the love that you have for the local church and to encourage others to have that love mm-hmm. uh, when things are good. Yeah. And the times in the local church are great. There's a lot of joy there. Uh, there's a lot of satisfaction in, in uh, you know, doing the work that God has given us. There's a lot of joy in the community that's there. Yep. Those are the easy times. Yep. It's easy to have joy with the church when... Uh, we're on the mountaintops. We're on the peak experiences. Yep. Everything's going great. COVID isn't a thing. Everyone's unified. Everything's fantastic. The unholy unity of 2020, a.k.a. Yeah. The elections, all the unrest, and then COVID. That was basically the unholy trinity of 2020. Yeah, and it was a, it was a bad it year for that. Wreaks yeah. Yeah. Um, but we had... And, you know, I don't want to make light. You know, we <laughs> we joke a lot on this podcast and there's times where we need to be serious. Um, had an event happen yeah. just this last week. Right. Uh, yeah. At least when this drops. Uh, this is last week. Just involving just the other day. Yeah. Involving uh, a shooting. Yeah. Um, that was, was it down in was down it f- in Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. Why don't you fill us in a little bit on that? Because so, I think I think this has this has ramifications in the local church that we want to tie in. Yeah. So the shooter was part was a of what I can ascertain from all the information. He was a baptized member of a Baptist church on many different websites. Um, And he basically said something. He shot and killed eight people who were of Asian American descent in massage parlors. And from his mouth, he said that he was trying to eliminate sin out of his life. I'm just saying right now, folks. So, so he's so hold on. Yeah. He's trying to eliminate sin out of his life. Yeah. By killing the individuals that he deems are putting yeah. sin into his life. Yeah. So there's okay. there's he's there's really issue number that, there's there's yeah. life uh, imitating hermeneutics number one issue bad. Um, well, yeah, because last time I checked, it was gouge your own eye out. Yeah. Not your brother's. Yeah. Right. Or not anybody else. Right. And then right. on top of that, don't kill other image bearers. Um, that's another. <laughs> There's that. Key thing yeah. on that, too. Um, so you have that involved. He had more plans to even go down from Atlanta to Florida. 
and enact more shootings and more violence. But the biggest thing that's this story is different than other ones is that this guy was under a local church that was listed on several different ministry websites. Now those ministry websites said, Hey, you know, obviously they have that up there. It's like, you can list your church on there. It doesn't mean we endorse your church. I get that. Okay. So he was a baptized member. He was under church leadership and he goes out and commits this atrocity, which has huge ramifications for us. Not only the effect of this guy basically broke a covenant with his local church, but this guy killed other image bearers um, and enacted violence and hatred and murder against the Asian American community here in the United States. So, well, and and he did it in the he did it with the intent and with kind of the message of he's struggling with sin in his life. So this is how he deals with it. Yeah. He needs to get rid of the source of that, which in his head was, and I'm assuming, I mean, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but I mean, is was this like sexual sin that he was oh, yeah. talking about? He, okay. he said that he was, he had sexual addiction issues and I'm pretty sure he was. And yet again, this is a terrible way to do hermeneutics and live this out. But he thought he was going to enact elimination of his sin by killing these people like that's going to make it right which is absolutely terrible and it does not make it right it actually makes more pain and more suffering and more lament in our country than we had before um so So, yeah yeah and we don't really need to at least i don't feel like we need to go into the reasons of why that's wrong. <laughs> no, um, it's that's, not, that should be self-explanatory it, for our listeners. Yeah, yeah, so, it's not yeah. like like we aren't here to discuss like why why killing or why murdering people is wrong. Like, yeah, we all get that. We all know why, right? What we want to focus on here is a couple different avenues. Yeah, is um, what are some warnings and what are some takeaways that we should glean from this scenario as people who are central in the local church, or excuse me, who want to make the local church central, and then some responses that we should have when individuals that are in our church um, engage in this kind of stuff, because sadly, it happens. Yeah. Right? The local church isn't without sin. And here's the thing. Here's an important thing to remember. The local church is not without unbelievers. Yeah. (laughs) There are unbelievers in our local church. If you're listening to this, I, I can pretty easily guarantee you there are unbelievers that gather with you in your local church some that even profess christ yeah right so this is a reality that we need to understand is that even though someone might be involved in church and serving in church and under the leadership and you know maybe they're you know maybe they're a member at church it does not guarantee that salvation is true. Yeah. I mean, those are all good things. Yeah. Like those are all being, um, I, I believe, what an obedient church member does. But it doesn't mean that these things aren't going to happen. And it doesn't mean that just because, you know, someone's checking off all the right things of what you should be doing in church. Yeah. doesn't mean that there's not going to be issues. Right? Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And um, a guy even told me that his youth pastor... Um, a friend of mine back East told me that his youth pastor who was involved in his life, most of his life 
is absolutely crushed. I bet. The fact that one of your kids who you've tried to do your best in discipling them and walking with them and ensuring that they're built up and knowing who God is and what his scripture says about him and making sure that they're walking on the path of righteousness. Um, and then this happens. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I can absolutely see how it's crushing to a leader. It feels like a betrayal, you know, to a certain extent. So let's, let's, let's deal with kind of the response of perhaps the people in leadership last let's cover right now what are some <laughs> what are some lessons that we can glean from this scenario uh specifically in regards to how what our involvement and what what the local church should look like what should membership look like what should our involvement look like yeah. um as people who want to be more heavily involved in the local church yeah, well, I think, A, um, once you become a member of a local church, that doesn't mean that you get baptized and you check out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that should be a non-negotiable, and just people should already automatically understand that. Right. Like, this isn't a social club. This isn't a, okay, I have my membership here. If I move somewhere else, it's like a anytime fitness. That's not how this goes, right? So that's that's... Non-negotiable number one. Because like, we all know what happens with those people that have the lifetime fitness memberships. You use it twice. Be honest. You use it twice. I'm guilty of that. You get like a good sweat and you're like, all right, I'm going to do this again. Next day rolls around, you're sore. You got Wrong. the Cheetos in the Wrong. in the pantry. Wrong. They, there's a new, uh, you know, the Jack Snyder cut. Jack, the Zack, Jack, Jack Snyder. Oh, man. You are now Jack Snyder. The Zack that's Snyder sweet. cut is out. So, I mean, that's four hours right there. So, I mean, I can't yeah. do that and work out and have the rest of the time. So obviously work out. Yeah. So I sacrifice. think, I think non-negotiable number one of what membership is, is you are making a covenant with a local uh, group of believers, a body of believers to basically say, I'm going to be part of your community and the way that you are living out life in relation to the implications of how Jesus has saved you and is saving you right now. So I think part of that is you have, like, if you're not part of a group, whether that be a life group, community group, discipleship group, whatever you call it, and you're not living out with other believers in a regular kind of way, that's, uh, that should probably be a, a red flag for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. We need to understand that being a productive and, I mean, I'll use the term biblical, biblical church member. Yeah is so much more than just showing up on Sunday. Yeah. Right? Showing up on Sunday is actually a very small part of what it means to be a productive member and an active member in church, right? Yeah. So when we see situations like this, one of the things that we should go to, I'm not saying it is the cause, I'm saying it can be the cause. Often when things like this happen, you have to look at the individual's involvement in church and be like, okay, how involved were they actually in their local body? Meaning, how much did they actually invest into the life of the church? And how much did the church invest in them? Yeah. Um, because that is one aspect, just one. I'm not saying that if this, then this. But that is one aspect. Like When things like this happen and we see people that profess Christ go off the just complete deep end... 
more often than not, you can look and see what their involvement is in the church and you can see that it lacks greatly. And there's a lack of accountability. There's a lack of involvement. There's a lack of authenticity and there's a lack of community there. And they're just kind of more on the fringe. They might come on Sundays, but in terms of actually being in community and relationships with somebody where like it requires you to be real and it requires these red flags actually get dug up. Often we see that as lacking in, yeah. in these individuals lives. So that's, that's one aspect, right? Yeah. The other big thing is who's the leader over you? Who's yes. that person also keeping you like ensuring you have, and are overseeing people within your local body, but then also who's pouring into your life as a possible as a leader as well too, that you have accountability, and then who and then who does that leader accountable to as well? You know, so there's multiple levels of accountability that need to happen there. Whether it's the deacon overseeing the the men like me and my life group, and then a pastor who oversees me, and then yeah. that pastor is accountable to the council of elders. Like where, where are those streams going? You know, where's that line up at? And if there's not that clear cut accountability and it's just one dude, I don't trust myself. <laughs> I no, don't no. trust and myself that, at that point. And that goes back to the previous sessions that we've done. This is why yeah. church membership is important. This is why a biblical ecclesiology, like biblical church structure is important. This is why a biblical church uh, leadership is important yeah. because when you don't have those things, you don't have those frameworks in place. Yeah. It gets loosey goosey, man. And we start seeing some pretty whack stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think one thing is accountability. Um, I think another thing too, that we do need to talk about that reflects back on this is, are you doing everything possible to a communicate the gospel to men, understand that you care for them, understand that you're there for them. There are going to be times where people are going to go off on their own volition and sin on their own. So to a certain extent, yes, you're accountable, but to another extent, you're not in some of the choices that they're going to make. And so right. So I can do everything I can to ensure that men know what's the right way to go about possibly pursuing a woman. But if somebody is going to date a non-believer, then yeah, it's going to be like, hey, man, I need to warn you right now because right. you're in danger. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You so, are. You are not your life, your your profession of faith and your life are not correlating, right? Right. And that's and that's a huge, that's very very important. Um, that our lives, if we're going to profess Christ, we follow it. We follow a set of standards that aren't our own and yeah. that and that aren't the world's. Yeah. Right. Right. We we have scripture that's our authority. And we need to be following in light of that. Yeah. And that's where community comes in is when you step out of line. You know, if I start going on Twitter and start being a jerk and start blasting people. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get a text from you. You're going to be like, hey, Josh, what's going on? Yeah. You know, I mean, and and vice versa. Like, that's what community is. Yeah, absolutely. I think another part of it is not just as well a sort of one-on-one based uh, accountability, but you're also part of a, conto- a covenantal family in that local church. And what affects one of you affects every one of you. So in this case, that guy who thought that he was quote unquote doing the right thing or eliminating his sin by killing other image bearers, the other people in that church now have to suffer 
there might be huge ramifications in the fact of they're going to get slandered. There might be some things that are true that said, or there might be some absolute slanders that come out. And that church needs to come up and say, listen, we absolutely denounce what this, you have to be unequivocal. We denounce what this guy did and we absolutely will basically excommunicate him right now. Um, or unless he repents of this, there's no other way going forward. You no, kind of have no. to do what Paul said and kind of give him over to the give him over to Satan at that right. point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You're right. And that and that's an important thing to remember that if your if your membership in church is a biblical one, yeah, it it kind of has that you know almost a a a militarist militaristic. Military. It has a military feel. I I, I can't yeah, think of the word. Sure. I'm, I'm all I'm all thumbs in my tongue right now. <laughs> um, whereas, you know, one person messes up, the entire platoon gets punished. Right. Oh yeah, that like, happened to me several times. Oh, I'm sure. It did. Well, I, and I'm sure you were the one that screwed it up for everyone else. Oh like, no, no, everyone no, no, hated no, no, no. You. I got I got a story. I got oh, a story. Oh, okay, okay. I was okay, so uh-huh, okay. I was out with my platoon, and this was a a quote unquote tanker platoon, and so we had. A, a reputation of, oh, those are all the fat tankers and blah, 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 and they're lazy. <laughs> and we were out over there, like, we were doing a circuit training exercise one time in our motor pool. Circus training? A circuit. Oh, circuit, circuit training. Circuit oh, okay. training right. exercise where we were, like, flipping, like, huge monster truck tires and nice. doing all these other things. And here am I and all my platoon, we're doing our job. Next thing you know... uh our commander comes, our battalion level command of the unit is all like, he got us up and he's like, we're all going on a battalion run because people, no. people weren't doing their job and they weren't doing physical training. It's like, I was my unit. It's like my platoon was, it's like, I'm getting punished for this. Dang right. I'm getting punished for yeah, this. Cause you're part <laughs> of a team. Cause you're part of a unit. And then on top of that, I got, I got, we got smoked again. I had to do like Hills. Oh yeah! All the other officers got smoked, and I'm sitting over here going, "I did my job. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, does not matter sometimes. Yeah, and and you know we we talk about this in in uh, biblical counseling a lot is that you, I think something individuals don't realize, your sin never ever affects just you. Yep. Even if your sin is done in secret. Yep. And in the darkness. Yep. It will always 100 percent have a blast radius. Yep. Whatever the sin is, it's going to affect other people. Whether it's your spouse, your family, or the community in your church, it's going to affect mm-hmm. somebody else. Yeah. And that's like when, when we take up the mantle as Christians and we claim Christ, Yeah. we need to realize that that, that is a reality. <laughs> yeah. When I sin and I fail to live according to the standards that God's word puts forth those ramifications and those consequences for those sins are going to are going to be put on more than just me the entire body suffers when there is sin in the camp we see yeah. it on the old testament yeah. right when uh what was the guy's name um um Achan yeah. stole the treasure yep the entire oh, yeah. camp got punished mm-hmm. until they rooted out that sin and and only until then did the did the punishment stop yeah right that's a perfect example of what happens when there is sin in the body of Christ yeah. that has to be addressed. It has to be rooted out and has to be dealt with biblically. Matthew 18, follow that process with the purpose of reconciliation. Yeah. Otherwise it's going to rot. It's going to fester and the entire body suffers. 
Yeah, and that's probably what this local church is going to have to do. I mean, I get it. Like, there's a lot of stuff being purported, but they have to do their best to come out and say, this is what we did. This is how we tried to best steward this guy. The fact that there's silence there is a little bit just, you know, disheartening it, to a certain extent. I mean, extent. it's still fresh. Let's, yeah. you know, let's give them a little time. I mean, they might they might be dealing with it as a body first and then they're going to go public. So I don't want to, sure. you know, I don't want to judge them too quickly about, you know, they needed something right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I got that. you know, if the entire thing goes by and there's nothing, then yeah, maybe, you know, let's have yeah. that convo. But yeah, um, but something, something I think is important to understand and something that I really want to talk about because I know this, at least from the sounds of it, uh, this guy was under church leadership. He was in community. He was in a, a mm-hmm. church. And again, I'm, I'm, I am speaking without knowledge. I don't know the church. I don't know the leadership. I don't know what they're about. Um, but there will be times when you have that individual. And the church is doing everything right. Yeah. They're, they're bringing these individuals into community. They're exercising biblical authority over them. They're encouraging them. They're confronting them, doing all these things. And these things still happen. Yeah, I had right. to to come to kind of caveat off of that. I recently talked to some guys as well too. We we were talking specifically about sharing the gospel and how do you do evangelism in a postmodern society? Most of that's going to be relational. Most of that you cannot get away with the whole I'm just going to, you know, fire hose you with the gospel and then walk away and think that the Lord's going to do something in your life. You are going to have to do a step-by-step process with somebody where you're establishing a relationship with them. They are either going to trust you or not. They are either going to share with you and be vulnerable or not. And you have to show sacrificial love and continued relentless, a relentless nature towards them to show and display the gospel to them versus I think what most non-believers think is Oh, you Christians, you're just going to, you know, throw throw the gospel on me and then leave and duck out and not even f- do a follow-up, not even answer any questions, not even do any follow-up, not even try and be re- be in relationship with me. So yeah, I can understand the the dishearteningness that some non-believers have from what they've had with previous churches, but it's our responsibility as the people who've learned from that to say, "No, that's got to change." And this is how I can actively change it in my life and hopefully within the church. But yeah, yeah. And you have to you have to understand that no matter what happens, say you, you know, do everything, quote unquote, correctly. Right. You're doing your best. The leadership's good. The membership's good. Like all of that's all, you know, that structure is sound. Right. We need to remember that the doctrine of God's election is still a thing. And there are some times, and this is a very difficult truth to understand and to come to grips with, especially with us who are on this side of the veil. Yeah. There are times when that person (laughs) might just not be saved. Yeah. (laughs) And they might not be of the elect. Yeah. Which means no amount of structure, no amount of evangelism, no amount of, of pursuing that person. Yeah. Is going to do any good. Yeah. And that's a very difficult truth because we need to be very careful that when that happens, we need to not be unnecessarily taking responsibility onto our shoulders that's not ours. Sure. And that I think can very easily happen in these types of situations. Like I like I can't imagine being in the shoes 
of this dude's pastor. Yeah. And I'm sure the guilt that he is feeling yeah. uh, over this. And that's not ours to take. Yeah. Like we need to be very careful with our theology and not taking on to us the sin, you know, the responsibility of others sin because God's election, the God's the doctrine of election is still a thing. Sure. And it's still something we need to come to grips with. Um, yeah. And that's a weird balance. Yeah, it is. It's a very weird balance and that we want to do our, our due diligence to yeah. be the best, uh, the best church members that we can for these individuals and the best mm-hmm. leaders that we can. But if, <laughs> if they still decide in their sin yeah. to go pursue their sin, yeah. uh, that we need to take peace and have peace in God's sovereignty. And that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so hard to do. I think, especially with the culture that we live in where everyone's looking for something and someone to blame. Sure. Yeah, and I think um, there's a tension there. So there's a tension in the corporate, the corporateness, and also the somewhat individualness. Uh, I think that it's if you just look at scripture and the gospel as just being individualistic from the Western point of view, I don't think that's correct to do. I don't think that's necessarily right to do. Is there is there a certain quote unquote individualistic way in which God works and uh, there's a relationship that people have, yes. But if you take that too far, you're going to make Western culture individualism the kind of lens you look at versus I need to look at this biblically where also there's a corporate identity that you have and your sin affects that corporate body. And even, I mean, right now, your sin is affecting the whole nation to a certain extent. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I think hopefully the next steps for this church, hopefully, is to, A, make it, I mean, it's going to take time. I mean, I know everybody's going to be under the gun after this church, but I think they do need to make it known, this is how we tried to disciple this guy. This is how we loved him. This is how we shared um, the good news with him. This is how we tried to steward um, him as best we could from the level of leadership. If that's not communicated and that's not known, there might be some suspicion there, you know? But sure, sure. And, and, and even in that, like we have, to, we have to remember that none of this is done in a vacuum. None of this is done based on our own strength. Like it requires the inv- the active involvement of the Holy Spirit, yeah, in these individuals' yeah. lives, and we need to be bathing Big these individuals time. in prayer, yeah, in prayer, because sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes you have done everything that you can for an individual, and it gets to the point where it's I just need to be praying for this person, yeah, and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to have His way with them, yeah. whatever that looks like, and. Uh, dude, especially like that is so hard to get to that point to where sometimes I'm not. And again, this isn't a blank state, but it, it does get to a certain point to where if this person just goes off and does their own thing, like you, ha- like you have to let go. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You know, and, and that's that's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the tough things um, about the situation that we just went through. So. 
but rough stuff. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. No stuff. easy answers. It's uh, something that we need to be praying for this church, be praying for this, this individual, this guy yeah. who's obviously struggling a lot Yeah, and needs prayer and needs yeah. to be uh, called to repentance um, and pray for the victims and their yeah. families. Like that's really tough <laughs> and that's really, really hard. And without Christ, like, Without Christ, like, this is a completely hopeless situation. Yeah. Like, like it really is. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that I would even want to think about if I didn't have the assurance that I do that Christ is still reigning. Christ is in yeah. control. Yeah. Because um, without that man, like, <laughs> what are we even doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. So... Yeah, a little bit more somber. Yeah, rough app episode. Rough app. Not our. Not normally about. our our jovial our jovial. Yeah. But but we hope we hope this is uh, encouraging to you guys. Mm-hmm. In that yeah, it's a tough subject, but encouraging you to be even more actively involved in your local church than you are now. You can always be more involved. And yeah. I'm not talking about just checking off boxes. Yeah. I'm talking about fostering those gospel centered relationships where you have individuals that you are pouring into and that are pouring into you. Yeah. Where you are in community with, where these red flags and these these sins that you have that you deal with, that we all deal with. All of us deal with these sins, whether it be sexual or pride or anger or selfishness. Like, those are rooted out and dealt with and and overcome through the gospel and through community. Yeah. That's what God uses. He Absolutely. uses his church to do it. Absolutely. Um, so that's why we saw this as a local church issue is because I think, I think it really does come down to that. Yeah. I think it really does. Yeah. So, well, there we go. Yeah. Next step will be more fun. Hopefully. Yes. Next step will be more Hopefully, fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 This one was tough. Yeah. So, all right, my man, why don't you, uh, why don't you get us out of here? Tell yeah. Tell people so, where they can find us. Well, if you, uh, if this episode was somewhat enlightening to you, if you got some insight from it, if, uh, you enjoy our conversation, about talking about the local church, how certain things have affected us in the local church and how we deal with those. Uh, you can follow us on the sociables, if you will. Oh, yeah. The the, the Bluebird uh, page, the tweaker. <laughs> the tweaker. <laughs> the little bluebird. The, uh, the Instagram. Instagramulos. The, uh, the Facebook, if you will. The Facebook. Um, and then you can follow us all. I think it's at Reformatory Pod. If it I'm is. Not, if well I'm done. Not mistaken. Yeah. So the tags for all that is at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people about how to monetarily support us, if you will. Listen here, you lovely people. Listen up, good and strong. We've got a Patreon, and our Patreon needs patrons. Because Jack and I are living that high life. <laughs> Whatever. All those sociable cookies and. Jack, you know, Jack's got a, Jack's got an image to upkeep, people. Like you don't, don't understand have an how image much to upkeep people. you don't understand <laughs> how much beard product and glitter it takes to upkeep Jack's appearance. The matte hair product that I use has to be replenished. Bro folks. Jack <laughs> must be appeased. Bro Jack. Uh, so if you appreciate what we do, if you want to join us in our mission to make the local church central in people's lives you can follow us you can give us some support on patreon we got different tiers and if you do we assure you we promise you it is our pledge our vow to you i'm going i'm going jephthah on them our vow to you that your name shall be hallowed 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 through the halls of this podcast 
We thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. (laughs)